Welcome back. Welcome back to episode number six of the Waste of Space podcast. I'm your host, Tech Wipe. With me is Mr. New York himself, the cynic. What's up, man? How's it going, buddy? How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Been a very warm day in America's penis. Very sweaty. Very, very yeah, warm. Yeah, yeah. It's been nice up here. I could see my breath yesterday when I woke up, and by the time I, I got to like two o'clock, it was eighty-five degrees outside. The season changes before you even know it. It's like, you know, it's it's hard to tell down here because it's it's warm most of the time, but you'll feel the sun a little bit more on your skin, like that you're about to burn feeling a little quicker than than earlier in the year. But I can, you know, it's probably a little easier to tell up there. Yeah, well, I mean, down there, though, you can tell, like, I went to Daytona 500 a couple of years ago, and, and it was 71 degrees short. I, I was out with, like, a short sleeve shirt on, and it was cold. The first time I've ever been cold in, in 71 degrees in my life. It's amazing what being in a different location for a long time will do when you get back to the heat. Nah, man, I drove down from Boston on, like like, the Wednesday before, and I was still cold. I don't think I've worn – I think – I've only worn pants down here on like a date. That's I think other than, you know, your work uniform or whatever, but casually just walking around, I haven't worn pants, but to go out to dinner with someone and that's it. And even then I probably didn't even need to. You're at least wearing shorts though, right? Well, I mean, sometimes it depends on the day. It depends on how I feel. I mean, you can get away with this shit down here. You can, Fucking walk around in dental floss down here. It doesn't matter. I was gonna say, dude, are you like going out in a banana hammock all the time? Like, what, 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 what's the deal? It's like the, the worst bunch of bananas ever. So we can talk about a lot of things tonight. We don't really have much of an agenda. The big news, I guess, right off the bat, we could say, here in about an hour, hour and a half, twenty twenty one NFL draft. As a uh, diehard, lifelong Buccaneers fan, it's the first year since 2003 where I really don't care what we do. I'm I'm not waiting with bated breath. However, on the other side of the line, with the number two pick in the 2021 NFL draft, your New York Jets will select. It doesn't matter. It'll be a bust. You think so? Yeah, their track record proves it, right? Well, I mean, you can still have what, eight, hope. Eighteen quarterbacks in the last fifteen years. Well, who do, who just spitball? Who do, who would you want? Like, if if you were the GM, who would you be picking? Would you be trading down? Would you be picking a quarterback? What would you be doing? Yeah, but now now that they got rid of Darnold, you you have to get a quarterback. They signed. Uh, who was your backup, Geno Smith? No, I don't. Actually, I don't think they've signed anybody yet. I think they're still like floundering. So, like, you maybe you have a punter. Like a punter yeah. that can that can throw, yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought they were going to sign Bridgewater back. I I have no clue what they're going to do. Um, everything I hear though, so I don't understand why everybody's so low on that kid Justin Fields from Ohio State. Um, all his throws look good. They keep saying that all his tape is great. It's outstanding. So I don't I don't see why why they keep dropping them. You can't compare them to other Ohio state quarterbacks. It's a different system. It's a different coach. I mean, uh, you know, he's played good on the big stage. He, he outdueled Trevor Lawrence. 
Do you do you think that that's a fair thing to say? Like whenever someone says that they you know they outdueled another quarterback. I mean, he doesn't play against the other quarterback. He outdueled their defense. Yeah, yeah, but he he outthrew him and he outperformed him. He had a higher quarterback rating. I mean, like like he just played better than Lawrence did in that game. So it was two high powered offenses, and his one. That was a pretty good game. Clemson was clearly outmatched in that game. I don't even really like to watch college football that much anymore, but I did watch that game because there was nothing else on. And uh, I had already rearranged my sock drawer, so I didn't have to do that. So I put it on, and I watched. And I was kind of surprised. But it's it's funny because I really don't like Clemson, and I really don't like Ohio State either. So I was trying to see who, you know, I was kind of hoping that maybe they would simultaneously lose, but it didn't really work. But then again, I, yeah. I can't stand Alabama either, so. It was a good football game, though. It was. It was. If you could just be completely neutral with it, it was a good game. I don't know. Maybe maybe you guys take fields. Maybe you, you shock everybody because they're they're trying like all the media's they're they're playing up the the classic, you know, race card with it. The black quarterback thing. That's that's the media talk of the last week because you know you got to fill up twenty four hours a day with draft talk for at least like two weeks before the draft, right? So that's yeah. that that always gets traipsed out. Well, I didn't understand year. the Zach Wilson rise either. Like, like where'd he come from? I mean, it's it, he's the B, he's the, the he's the Mormon one, right? Yeah, he's the kid from Brigham Young. Okay, yeah, that's a terrible name for a university too. Brigham Young. Yeah. Bring Brigham Young. Yeah. That's low hanging fruit. I know, but it's still there. How how many how many people do you think that come out of that college have all of their social media passwords set to Joseph Smith one? <laughs> I'm going to say about at least 50%. <laughs> and not even with like an exclamation point or capital letters. It just says Joseph Smith won. Oh my God. You can get a blood feud against you. Be careful. Here's a, 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 a funny factoid. The first um, Sherlock Holmes novel, it was called A, a, a Study in Scarlet, what actually had to do with the Mormons. I was kind of surprised. I, I really like Sherlock Holmes. Um, I went back a few years ago. I didn't get to read him really when I was a kid. So I went back a few years ago, and I, and I started from the beginning. And I was surprised to find out that the first the first story, like literally half of it, talked about the Mormons in the 1800s. Hmm. Yeah, I it's, know that. It's a good book. And you're, you, so, so you are a big Sherlock guy, right? Like you, so when elementary – elementary was out you were watching sherlock the english version weren't you i was watching both but you remember because we were working together when elementary came out and i remember talking to you specifically about how i was excited for that show not so much because it was sherlock because i do like sherlock but mostly because the guy playing sherlock was johnny miller and johnny miller played sick boy in train spotting which is my favorite movie of all time so i was super excited i didn't even give a shit about lucy Liu being in it and the whole like having Watson be a woman and a sober companion like that. I was like, okay, cool. Well, it's something different. Like I'll, I'll watch it and judge, but I was just more excited that Johnny Miller was playing Sherlock and he did an amazing job. I thought that whole show, I was, I was actually really sad when it was over. I was too. I've got it on my DVR. I've got the last episode or the last two, I think the phenomenal show. The only knock that I had on the show was, is that it, it was, it was a, a formulaic show so it was a what do they call it they call it a, um, a procedural where it's it's sort of like 
uh, NCIS where it's the same thing basically every week. It's like a case of the week and it's whatever season long arc they make for the show. It's very subtle and it doesn't really matter that much, maybe until the end, but there's nothing that really grabs you. You're just, it's like bite sized pieces. It's like watching a show in the seventies. I don't know. I was kind of hooked on the last season of that show. I thought it was phenomenal. Well, they did I, I, like uh, kind of link it all together towards the end. They had to because they knew they weren't going to do another season, so they kind of had to do something a little bit bigger. So that's why the they had uh, the guy, the, the the big tech mogul or whatever that became the villain. I can't even remember at this point. I, I already forgot. But either way, it was a good yeah, show. Like or or in Redenbach. Well, it was right. Re- yeah, uh, Reichenbach. That's it. And that's that's how I knew that. As soon as they introduced that guy Reichenbach, I'm like, okay, so this is this is the story for the end of the show, and the reason why is because the last Sherlock Holmes story, where you don't know whether or not he dies, is it's actually called the Reichenbach Fall. It's he yeah. he's you know fighting with somebody and they fall off like a waterfall or something like that, and you're kind of left to wonder: Did Sherlock live? Did he not live? I'm probably butchering it, but either way, that's how I knew when they when they introduced that character Reichenbach. I'm like, okay, that's the end of the show. And it worked out. I thought I thought it ended very, you know, aptly, I guess you could say. Yeah, I wish I wish it would have kept going though. I mean, there there aren't too many great shows on TV anymore. No, but, but it would have just I, gotten worse if if it had kept going. Then they'd have probably jumped the shark at some point in time. I mean, NCIS hasn't gotten bad. Well, I watch that every week. It's because it's you and senior citizens, and that's it. And senior citizens can't remember what happens week to week with it. It's like Matlock. I, and I talk. Yeah, I like shit. Matlock. I, I talk shit. I love Matlock. I I <laughs> have all seasons of Matlock on my hard drive. I just when I'm feeling blue, I throw on some Matlock. Yeah, I think that's a great show. So so there's that one. There's the one, the FBI, FBI Most Wanted. Yeah, I'm not. I really like them all. Not into those, not into those shows. Not into those shows. I'll tell you what show I did find though that um, I fell in love with, and I blew through it. So it's a cop show out of Montreal. It's called 19-2, and it's a very, very good show. It was on uh, Amazon Prime has the first season, and then they upsell you to their, like, Acorn TV package or whatever. So they kind of they kind of bait and switch. But the show, the reason why I wanted to watch it was because one of the two main characters is Wayne from Letterkenny. I don't know if you ever watched Letterkenny. Nope. You'd actually really like Letterkenny if you watched it. But anyways, I, he's doing a, a serious thing, and so I got into it. It's it's him, and, you know, he's got a partner, and 19-2 is the car they drive, and, and it's a pretty dramatic show. It's got a lot of a lot of drama. It's uh, It's got a good winding story the whole way through. It's no, not procedural really at all. Shows, of course, you know, like most good cop shows do, like how messed up it is to be a cop, like how, you know, you you could get serious mental issues or you might already have serious mental issues before you even become a cop and how being a cop will just accentuate them. But the, what got me with that show, the first episode of the second season. So it's, it's a non-American show. So that means there's only about 10 to 12 episodes per season instead of like the 25 that you would get on an American show. Um, they have to deal with a school shooting. And I mean, I'm not one to ever get any kind of 
emotional reaction or anything from any show that I watch really. I, I don't like I either enjoy it or I don't, but I don't really feel anything inside too often. That oh, one, yeah, you're you're dead inside. That's why I I basically am. But this one, the one where they have to deal with the school shooting, I actually had me kind of squirming a little bit and feeling something at the end. If there was ever going to be a TV show that needed some sort of trigger warning at the front, it would be that episode of that show because it was brutal. Really brutal. But so all in all, it was a damn good show from start to finish. Well, that's good. I put it, so, I rank it, I rank it behind because the greatest cop show of all time always has been and always will be The Wire. The Wire is the greatest, probably the greatest show of all time, in my opinion. It's just, you know, my opinion. You have a terrible opinion. Well, my opinion is correct, but I would put 192 as my number two. I would rank that as my number two cop show of all time for me. It's wow. just me. That's just me. Wow. But see, you, you, I mean, you, you watch NCIS, so your opinion doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah, because it, it overrules you. You, you. you watch a show about a, a department of people ran by the guy who was in fucking summer school. That was a great movie, by the way. Yeah, so, I, so I haven't watched talking, it in a long time. So we're, we're, talking about, we're talking about terrible shows. So everybody I talk to now, they're, they're all real big on this stupid... Uh, Parks and Rec. Have you ever seen this show? No, I've I've seen parts of it, and I've seen like what's his name, Ron Swanson. So I've seen all his best ofs, pretty much everything that he said, because people have said, "Hey, you know, you're you're essentially just like Ron Swanson. You so you should watch this show." So I just now that the show's over, I just watched like a clip compilation of everything he said, and like, okay, well, I don't have to see anything else anymore. Yeah, so so like people will tell me, oh, this is this show is great. I think I watched like eight minutes of it, and I was like, I can't watch this. This is trash. Well, it's essentially like The Office, and it's a love hate thing. You either love it or you hate it. I personally don't like The Office at all. I I put Parks and Rec along in kind of in the same bucket, even though I know they're different shows and they're not really like they have similar humor. And the, 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 so The Office is a knockoff too, isn't it? Well, The Office is a remake of a British yeah, we, show called Yeah, they the ripped Office. it off from England. Yeah, it's just an Americanized version yeah. of it. It just got more popular because people really like Steve Carell and But the thing is like it's it's the what I can't do is the awkward humor. Like I want my my humor to be either really dry or really slapsticky. I can't do that nervous awkward humor thing where you're like, "Oh, I feel really kind of embarrassed. I don't even know if I should laugh at this or not." It was that that's what made that show annoying to me. Some people absolutely love it, though. They'll put that thing on like 24 hours a day. Like they'll just set it on it used to be on Netflix or whatever. They'll just hit play and then watch that all day. So I'm like that with Seinfeld. I can do that with Seinfeld, but I can't do that with The Office. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not real big on it either because it reminds me of people that I've worked with. Like like I, can see like that. I actually know people that are that dumb. I mean, I thought Jenna Fisher was super cute, but that was the whole point with her. She was supposed to be super cute. Is that the girl from Superman? No, it's the girl that plays the secretary, uh, Pam. She's you yeah, know, she's the girl next door type. Wasn't she Superman? What? I, what Superman? Which which one? I don't know the that's the, 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 the new one. No, that's that's uh, Amy Adams. 
Amy Adams wow. is the one that plays Lois Lane. Are you sure? And yeah, she plays Lois Lane. And you're talking about um, they look the, alike. The Zack Snyder one, uh, Man of Steel. But they look alike. You're, so you remember the girl from Talladega Nights, the one yep. that he ends up getting with at the end, who's like his assistant. The yeah, entire, that's, that's the same girl in, in 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 Superman. Yeah, that's Amy Adams. She's not in the office. Are you sure? No, the girl in the office is Jenna Fisher. So what else is she in? Blades Blades of Glory. You remember the movie with Will yeah, Ferrell? He's a it, figure skater. Yeah, that's such a weird movie. But same that's, girl, that's, dude. That's really it. No, Amy Adams and Jenna Fisher are two different people. I promise you. They look alike. I mean, not really. Not if you actually put two. Put pic- them side by side. Well, you you do it. You have a computer in front of you. You do I'm it. I'm telling you, they look alike. They do not look alike at all. You you told me no. I'm saying yes. I'm so I, look at them. I literally have a picture of both of them in my mind and neither one of them are wearing clothes and they don't look the same, but they're both hot. <laughs> You're the one that wanted me to picture this. And so I did. And you know, it just so happens that they don't look alike. Yeah. But I know how broken your mind is. So you can't just conjure up that image. I'm telling you, they it's, look, alike. it's already gone. It came and went oh. like a, like a 30 second preview of a porno. There you go. Hey, hey so- what, what's up? So, so we, so we're doing this thing, and and thoughtful filmmakers annoy often. What does that even mean? So what, 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 where did this even come from? So it's like the headline on the top of this, this, this picture chat deal. Oh, oh, Do you oh, come oh. up with this shit? No, it's a, it's a randomly generated link. So it just randomly generates a handful of words. Oh, because I thought you wanted to talk shit about the Oscars. No, but go ahead. Have at I, it. I, I, I don't watch I it. Can't, I didn't watch it. I don't watch it either, so I, I can't talk shit about it. The, the only crappy part about like stuff like that is they don't play new episodes. Every like The whole rest of the world stops because they, they think everybody's watching this show. Why? Well, isn't this... You won what award? Like, you didn't win. You're still a loser. Aren't television show seasons aren't they over right now like don't they end in the summer uh, no there's there's what different seasons there's the the fall the fall and spring yeah, and but, then the uh the summer winter group right but whatever show you've been watching since the winter i'm assuming at this point has got to be over no i i lost uh i lost an an episode of NCIS LA who's who's the one in LA who are the who are the guys in LA? LL Cool J. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Chris O'Donnell. Robin. Robin. Fucking Robin. And then uh, uh what's that girl? The, the, the little girl, like the little old lady from Kindergarten Cop. Oh my God! Why would you watch a show with her in it? Well, she's she's funny. Who else? Um, I'm sure those are probably the only semi-famous people. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Wow, that so old lady. I, you you really don't like any of those shows? No, no. I mean, I've I've put them on and, and watched them before for like background noise, but it's not something that I get into the story like you do. Like you you know, you're you're in and out with the whole with the whole narrative, you know, like you're following it along. What happened to uh what happened to the girl on the other NCIS, the the goth chick? What happened to her? Like she was there and then she wasn't. 
uh, I think it came down to a contract. I don't think they wanted to pay her what she wanted. Did they kill her in the show or anything cool? Or did no, she I just one she, day she, she just, just left. no call, no show to work, and they're like, oh, yeah. well, there she goes. Yeah, she went to go do something else or something. Those clever little things she could do with a computer and, and forensics and whatnot. I guess we don't need them. We can replace them with somebody we just got off the street. Yeah, yeah, I don't. So I, everybody's greedy, and when you're on a show that long, I guess I guess it's good to be greedy. Like you got to get what you can, right? She's like, I want like USA Network money. Yeah, like if you were on a TV show for for sixteen or seventeen years, and it was it was the number one show on on television Tuesday nights at at eight o'clock, wouldn't wouldn't you try to get as much as possible? I guess. I mean, she's kind of. I, it, it was a play that I guess didn't work out because what has she ever done besides that that is noteworthy? Anything? Have you ever Nothing. seen her in anything else? Dude, and she's not young. She's you know in her, that, right? she's in her like late forties, early fifties. Yeah, yeah, she's like a lot older than us. But she started a whole trend of uh, like girls because that. Uh, have you ever seen uh what, what what the hell is that show? American Pickers. I think that girl on that show kind of like has that same kind of style almost. I think I've seen her naked too. But where? Oh, the internet is full of wondrous things. That girl is just as old as uh, the one from NCIS. What is her name? Polly Polly Purebred? Something like that? Yeah, uh, Paulette. I don't know her real name. She was okay looking. I, I mean, the goth thing kind of works. I guess it actually works a little bit better for her in that situation because I bet if she did not dress like a goth, you wouldn't really even be able to tell. No. She's trying to do the Harley Quinn thing, but but with goth hair instead of blonde hair. Yeah, but, I mean, maybe maybe they based that character on her. Maybe. For, what was that? That There was a terrible movie with uh, Will Smith. Talking about Suicide Squad? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a DC comic movie. That's part of the DC Cinematic Universe. Have Have you noticed that the DC standing for don't, none of the don't DC care. movies are good? No, none of them. No, they they haven't been. They tried to do the Marvel thing, but a little darker, and it it hasn't worked yet. However, all the rumblings I've heard is that the Zack Snyder director's cut of Justice League is supposedly amazing. When every everyone is very surprised because they've been so angry at, at his movies, and he did this and. All of a sudden, it was good. I my curiosity has not been peaked enough to to watch it, but plus I heard it's really really fucking long, like four hours or some shit like that. But supposedly that one's good, but I I don't know. I haven't watched any of the other ones. Same, because none of them have been good. None of them. No, I, I tried. The last one I tried was Batman versus Superman. And I was, was not. I was not a fan at all. Like Jesse Eisenberg as as Lex Luthor just did not work for me one bit. Did not work for me at all. I don't think any of those movies are good. And you're right; they're trying to copy Marvel, and, and at least Marvel's movies are good. Yeah, they're very good. The, like, the movies are good. The shows are good for the most part. I kind of I kind of fell off the cliff a little bit with the shows. I haven't caught up. What shows? Uh, well, the they have shows now on. Uh, Disney Plus that is um, they're, they have all the same actors like they're just continuations of the universe like for example they did uh, WandaVision which was a show based around uh, 
Wanda and uh, the Vision, and that was that was a fantastic show. And then this, they just released uh, a few weeks ago, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So that's got those two in it. I haven't finished that one yet. And then Loki, Loki has his own show now that is out. That is, I haven't heard hide nor hair about whether it's good or bad. I don't have the patience. I I watch now on my TV if it's not sports, like one of my sports teams. I either have the classical music station on or I watch uh, like Cook's Country or America's Test, Test Kitchen on the uh, Create channel. Or I watch the, really? the sewing the sewing show with the lady that's got the Bell's palsy on it and like half her face sags. Yeah, or, I can see you watching that. Or like the, well, I kind of have the hots for Bridget from America's Test with Kitchen. The Bell's palsy? No, 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 no. She's the sewing lady, sewing with Nancy. I'm talking about Bridget Lancaster from America's Test Kitchen. And she's like, here's the thing, and she's probably in her 60s or late 50s, but there's something about her. I don't know what it is. There's something about the way she carries herself that I'm attracted to. And I'm a fucking weirdo, man. I But I watch this show. I deny that at all. I watch this show, and... I see her talking about food and maybe I'll learn a little something. Like maybe I get a recipe out of it. Yeah, you're 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 not listening. You're just watching. Well, my uh my shrimp stews have gotten better because of it. You gotta close the blinds to the to the, the, the patio door when you when you watch that show. Huh? I feel bad for my dog. <laughs> He's that's why he permanently looks like he's having Vietnam War flashbacks. <laughs> Got to so, get a support dog for your dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. So you're, you, you, you're almost certain that the jets are going to go with a quarterback and, yeah. uh, well have, has, have, um, has your team done anything with, with their offensive line at all? Now during this off season, because that that's you can't have a quarterback without a without an offensive line. Yeah, yeah, but I but but this draft I heard is 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 pretty deep with with linemen. At least that's what they're saying. So we'll we'll see, man. You you don't really need to pick the first round. That so so that kid that uh they're talking about is left tackle. You already have a left tackle. You drafted one last year. And he had a great season. So, you you know, this kid's not going to want to play right tackle. If you draft him that high, you don't draft the right tackle. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm more curious because they have uh, Seattle's first-round pick this year, too. So, so they're, what, 2-23. and 23. So, I'm kind of curious where they go from there. And then, you know, we, we have, what, the, the second, the number two pick tomorrow. Well, at least – the, you, you've got the most important position covered, which is your new head coach. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we we have so many holes. We got Mims last year. Uh, we got one wide receiver. We we need we need cornerbacks though. We need pass rush, linebackers, offensive linemen, running back. Um, yeah, no, we're in a lot of trouble. Who was your so, starting running back last year? Was it Powell still? Bilal Powell? Yeah. He was yeah. your starter. It's a, uh, well, there's like seven of them. I don't know who they are. 
I mean, Gase, Gase had, had Le'Veon Bell and he didn't use him at all. True. Well, no one, I mean, I don't think anyone can argue that Gase was a, a good coach by any stretch of the imagination. He, I mean, even people that don't watch football would recognize that he's not a good coach. He's like the worst, worst coach on the planet. Smartest guy in the room, if you ask him. It's terrible. And yet he's he still got jobs. Still got jobs. Did he really? Well, I don't know where he is now, but I mean, he went, I I he was at, he has a job. Well, he got, he, what I'm saying is, because wasn't he the head coach of the Dolphins? Yeah. Yeah. So he sucked there. So let's, let's bring him to a bigger market so we can suck there too. Yeah. And then did you see like the memes from his initial press conference with his eyes? No. He had like crazy eyes. Just, to, just search it on Twitter. It's still there. No, I don't touch that site. It's funny. It's really funny. But uh, hey, so I saw your boy, uh, Timmy Tebow. When did he become my boy? Well, you're a Florida guy. Well, yeah, I always rooted for him. I, I wanted him to have more more chances. I would have liked He's to. He's trying see, out see with Jacksonville. Like to be a backup. Um, I don't know. Maybe tight end. He's not going to compete with Trevor. I think that was his biggest issue is that he wouldn't play tight end. Because then a lot of a lot of teams try and convince him to go tight end, and he's like, "No, I'm a quarterback because Jesus wants me to be." Hey, dude. The guy just married like Miss America last year. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone he's, in, do, he's doing pretty good. Everyone in the world knew who he was for five years, and they kind of longer for, than that forgot about him. It was much longer. He, he was he was on the Jets too. He created a controversy. Did he? I well, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember when he came over to the Jets for a minute, for like he had yeah. like he had like a cup of coffee with him. Yeah, uh, two years. Was it two years? Wow. Yeah. He played minor league baseball for the Mets, so he was always in the news. Didn't he? Ha- didn't he get close to making it to at least Triple A? Yeah, yeah. I think he stalled out in Double A. I don't know if he's playing now. He's probably done. I think he got got married and quit. I mean, he's got probably more money than God. Yeah, and he does. He does what football, college football for ESPN. He's actually not a bad analyst. He's he's better than than a lot that I've heard. Yeah, Tony he's, Romo. He's better than Jason Witten. Well, yeah, but everybody's better than Jason Witten. That guy was terrible. That was bad. Dude, I, 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 I can't stand Romo. Really? You're like the only one. Uh, yeah, but I don't, like, he's just annoying. Like, dude, just shut up. Call the play and move on. I don't know. I like, I like listening to him and Nance because they're different. They're different than... than most of the other ones like they Romo actually sounds like he gives a shit and like he's at, you know, he's having fun. Like he's, in, he's enjoying himself when he's in the booth. I can't stand the guys that it just sounds so like, like a, a prime example in baseball is, is John Smoltz. Like I can't stand listening to John Smoltz because he just, he just sounds like he hates what he's doing. See, but I, I, I really admire that. Well then, I mean, I that's if, great. If you don't like what you're doing, then don't do it. And and he he shits on the game, you know. I mean, everyone shits on baseball right now, but he's he's like the prominent national broadcast color guy for for baseball, like for Fox, and and so you're gonna hear him in all major games, you know. And he's I think he's all on board with all the crazy rule changes they want to do. Yeah, they screwed Mad Bum. Yeah, I heard that. 
I mean, if if a game is designated for seven innings and you throw seven innings of no hit ball, you threw a no hitter. I mean, that's it. That's definition. Not not in their not in their record book. Uh, it's, it's like they just keep shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah, they came out with a rule when they when they shifted it and they said a, a no hitter will only count if it's if on on a double header game if it goes into extra innings and the pitcher no hits through at least nine innings. I didn't even know that they were doing seven inning double headers. Like I thought that they were back to the full full nine. I did not know that they were even doing the seven innings. I knew they kept the the second in, the second base runner in extra innings like I know they've kept that but I had no idea they were doing the seven inning double headers yeah they're, they're, so I like it it does shorten the day you know a nine inning double header that that's that's a long day because the, the game are so slow it is a long day for sure I, I mean so, I'm okay with seven inning double headers that's fine I just didn't I didn't know they they brought that over or they kept it so and if you go go to a double header and, and you have tickets for both, you know, you got to be even happier because the bar doesn't close. That's true. I've only been, I've been to one double header, a full, full nine, both of them in my life. And that was when I was in Colorado for a little bit, I went That's and saw stadium too. The, the Rockies and the Marlins play a double header at Coors Field. That was cool. That was a long, it was a long, long day. That's it. That's a cool stadium. That's a really there. cool stadium. That's one of the better ones. It's it's the same architect as Camden, the same architect as uh as uh, Safeco, now known as T Mobile Park in Seattle. I haven't been to that one. That's a cool stadium too. Oakland is not a cool stadium, and no, I wouldn't recommend anybody to go there. I've been there. I watched them play the Yankees in nineteen ninety three there. When Jason Giambi was still playing for the A's. Yeah, so you got to see Donnie baseball. I did. That was the only reason why. That was the only reason why. And yeah, it's a, well, it's a shitty place because, I mean, it's a football stadium. It's the only one left that's still a football stadium. Yeah. No. It's the opposite. It's a football stadium. The Oakland Coliseum yeah, was designed well, it's, for it's, football. It's more of a baseball stadium because, you know, you, ha- you have the sand and where they play football. Well, the sand is there because the base, the end of the baseball season and the start of the football season overlap. So that's why you always had like the the place kicker trying to kick a field goal off the pitcher's mound. Get but more money out of baseball. Either way, you know, they baseball has been in talks to try and get both Tampa and Oakland to have new stadiums for, God, it's been going on like 10, 12 years, if not longer than that. And Oakland's, I think Oakland's deal is already done. Like, I think they actually have a new one in the process of being built or they're about to break ground on it. Well, and I heard, I heard, uh, the, the, the race had one done too. It's called, uh, Montreal and you'll be the expos again. So I don't want to talk about baseball anymore. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to, uh, to other topics. Then you're going to. You're gonna get Vlad Guerrero Jr. You're gonna get all these guys, and they'll all be happy in 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 Montreal. Now there won't be a team in Montreal. I mean, namely because they're not allowed to cross the border anymore. So, even if they were a team in Montreal, they'd have to play their games in like a spring training site. They'd probably have to play in like fucking Portland, Maine, or something like that. 
Canada is a, a basically just one giant. It's just one giant prison camp right now. Anyways, not not that we're any better, but they're a full on prison colony at the moment. Yeah. So so what are they going to do for the NHL then? Because one of the divisions is Canada. Maybe they'll have two Stanley Cups. Maybe they'll have a, a Stanley Cup for for the teams down here. And maybe they'll make a new cup just for the one for the teams in Canada. They'll call it like the Charlie Cup or something like that. Or like the Billy Cup. They have the Canadian team play out of Minnesota or someplace? Uh, I mean, I guess they're just trying to bank on the restrictions being lifted. No, I, I heard they're, they're so far behind with, with the, the vaccination that they're in a lot of trouble. I heard that uh, there are people that, that are getting their first shots and they, they can't even reschedule for their second shot until four months later. They're, they're a prison. So, yeah. And the interesting no, and- thing is that, you know, you don't have to go to the to the prison hotel and le- except for if you were coming in by plane. So if they want to do the playoffs – then they should just have the peop- the teams fly to the border town and then just drive over the border so they don't have to go through the, no, the I, prison I, hotel. I, heard, I, I was watching, what, Gold Rush or something like that, and that's that's a, a check-in process too. It, it's, not, it's not easy. Gold Rush? Is that, what is that, like a Discovery Channel show or something? Yeah. Yeah, where, where these, like, I don't know, uh, four companies just dig gold out of the ground. It's kind of cool to see how all, all the operations work because, you, you know, you have different scales. So you, you have one that's pulling, you know, 6,000 ounces of gold out of the ground. And then you see down to, to one that's struggling that that's that's trying to get to a thousand. And I, last thought year, that, we, I thought that show took place in Nome. No, the Yukon. What's the one that's in Nome? Life Below Zero. No, there's a gold show. There's some kind oh, of a gold show yeah, that takes yeah, place yeah. in Nome. It's like the 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 winter one where the idiots go out on dredges. Oh, I don't know how you I can watch those things, about. man. Where they put a diver down and just dredge sand and hope to come up with gold. I'm getting old, man. I find myself watching HGTV now. Like I, I used to give my parents shit because they'd record all all the. HGTV shows like property brothers and all that kind of stuff. And sure enough, here it is a handful of years later. I'm like, Hey, let's, let's see what's on the home and garden TV network. There you go. I think it's probably because I'm starting to, I'm starting to actually make plans to buy a house, you know, in the next five to six years. So I'm trying to maybe refocus myself into, into home buying and, and, actually giving a shit about a house. So I'm watching these silly dramatic shows. <laughs> Taking notes. Yeah. 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 Like, I think I can tell the difference between the two property brothers now. Like one has a beard and one doesn't. There you go. How long have you been watching the show? I don't know. A couple of weeks. You just figure that out. Yeah. Whatever. They're all, they're goofy as hell. I don't know. Is, is one of them gay? I don't I know. No one of them, I think one of them is gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I just, I'm just curious. I actually have no idea who they are or what the show is. No, Never seen it. It's like two guys. They're like twins, and they, they remodel houses for people. Oh, 
that's that's, great. that's the extent of it. That's that's about the most exciting part of it, right there. Yeah, done with that. I'd rather watch Carnival Eats or Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. Oh, well, I mean, Food Network only has two shows. It's Diners, Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives, and and uh, Chopped. Those are literally the only two shows that they play twenty four hours a day. And it's perfect because there's nothing on television Fridays. D D and D Friday night. Those, Can't go out. I wonder just how much those there's because there's only like five Food Network people and they all rotate on the shows. So I wonder how many episodes of all the stuff they do that they film in a row really quickly and then just take like six months off. Is there Yeah, probably a lot. Dude, but but so like uh one of one of my guys was telling me he actually created a Yelp account to add those like the restaurants from that. So like in the northeast he had over eight hundred like places that, that he had tagged because of that show. You know what's awesome about people on Yelp? Absolutely nothing. No, I was gonna say that too. Those guys but I thought I I thought that was a good idea, though, because if you see a place that you're like, oh, man, I want to try that, and, and you have the app or whatever, you just drop it in there and check it out. I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard Yelp was basically extorting businesses for good reviews. Like, they were threatening to boost up all the bad reviews of a restaurant if they didn't pay, basically, protection money, essentially. Like, you got to pay us or all of these bad reviews that say that they saw, like, a rat in your kitchen or something – we're going to put these all at the top. So that's all people will see. We call that capitalism. Oh, we call that mafia tactics. That's like some shit that Marlon Brando would do. I know it's great. Oh, you know, you know who was a, you know, who was a hardcore yelper. You remember Canadian tuxedo? Yeah. Yeah. Remember one night as it was the night that it was the night that they met. We're talking about uh, a friend of ours who um, who oh my God. had dated a girl for a little bit. And the first night that we met her, she came to this this get-together at, at his apartment with us. And she was wearing this all denim. I mean, it was denim top to bottom. So we started calling her Canadian Tuxedo. <laughs> well, anyways, she spent the entire night just talking about how she was a Yelper and how if you write all these Yelp reviews, then you get noticed. And when you get noticed, you start getting to go to Yelper-only parties and Yelper-only, like, restaurant experiences and things like that. It, it sounded like it sounded like Amway, you know, like she was trying to sell Amway. Yeah, dude. That, that Like, when she talked, I drank. That was brutal, man. She was terrible. Ugh. I didn't want anything to do with Yelp after just hearing her talk. And I thought maybe it was a one-off. I'm like, okay, so there's probably just a handful of you that are this passionate about it. But no, I lived in Seattle and, and, and I met a girl at the bar in Seattle and I thought she was cute. And I'm like, let's talk and whatever. And turns out she was a hardcore Yelper too. And um, she was just giving bartenders, like sh just giving them shit. Like, wow, you were the worst person to go to a restaurant or a bar with. Like, I don't want to be here right now. Like I'm friends I make friends with my bartender, even if they're assholes, I make friends with them because at some point in time, you're probably going to get a free drink if you show up enough. So, or you're not going to wait for a drink. Well, yeah. And, and that's, that's just as important as that's just as important as getting like a, a, a comp drink every once in a while. 
is like, you know, just having the per- them know that you're there and they just by reflex fill your drink up for you. Like, yeah, man, like my, mine are like that. Like they see my glass almost empty. They just come grab it and refill it. Yeah. See, that's the sign of a really good bartender. And that's when you know you're in. Right. But I'm not going to go on online and write a review about these people. Like, I just don't have time for that. Like who, who has time for that? Who has the debt? I don't even do shit and I don't have time for that. Well, it's, it's not just that it's, you know, like why, why do you feel like your opinion matters? It doesn't couldn't care less. I'm going to go form my own opinion. My, uh, my best friend's a bartender in, in, uh, in Seattle. And one day he had a, a lady in who was absolutely shit faced. I mean, she was three sheets to the wind and they got into some kind of a tussle because he's kind of no nonsense. I mean, he's a nice guy, but when it comes to somebody like wasting his time, he gets really pissed off. And so they started getting into an argument and this lady, she, she was yelling about being a yelper and all her, her friends that were with her, they were all looking at him like really embarrassed, you know, like, oh, I can't believe that she's being such a, you know, such a princess about this. And then like out of nowhere, she just, she just vomits all over the floor, like, like right in the in mid argument. And uh, then she and then she wrote a bad review of the place. <laughs> and her tagline, her tagline on her, on on her profile was like, "I'm helping by yelping." It's like she yelped all over the floor. I mean, <laughs> that bar for for being kind of a tourist place. It was a restaurant. It was like a it was a restaurant and bar. It was right across the street from the Space Needle. It's closed now. It was ran by a, or owned by a celebrity chef from, from the area. And it was kind of dingy, but it was cool. Uh, food, was, food was really good. But they had, they just always had such weird shit that happened. Like, so the second year that Seattle was in the Super Bowl when they were playing the Patriots and they lost on that last second play, that interception at the, at the goal line. Great call. So you know, it was a Seattle bar. So all these people were in there watching the game on the big screen and in the restaurant. And somebody got so pissed off when that happened that they threw their hat up towards the ceiling, just in a, in a fit of anger. And it hit, it hit the sprinkler <laughs> and it set the sprinkler off and got everybody in the restaurant soaking ass wet with, That's awesome. with, you know, Still a minute left or like still like time left for post game and all that kind of shit. So, and it was probably like an hour and a half before they were even supposed to close. <laughs> that's, that's a good spot. It's a good spot. It made me, it made me sad. You, you said it's closed now. It is. And it, it sucks because that was a good spot, but Co- it was COVID. a really uh, difficult place to maintain for rent. Cause it was prime location. Oh, there it is. Oh. So let's go back to the, the draft. So you guys re-signed AB. He's coming back. We re-signed everybody. I know. So what are you guys going to do? It's BPA, baby. Best best player available on the board at the time because they could really go oh, anywhere. Well, you have the worst pick in the first round, so it doesn't matter. I mean, they're going to they're gonna probably try and get a quarterback in a later round, I would say. Um, but I would say that if I was going to say we had an, an, an immediate need, which we, we don't really, there's always a need, but probably in 
we probably need some edge rushers. We need somebody because Indomitian Sue probably won't last longer than this year or next year. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul, he's, he's only got maybe a year or so left in him. And I don't know if we can afford to keep Shaq Barrett after this, after this contract. So, I mean, we did just re-sign him and that's awesome, but we got to be prepared to lose the older guys. Yeah. So we still got Vita Vea on his rookie contract. We need, we could probably use somebody to go alongside him for depth. So I would say like, or, or maybe another, another defensive back. Like we need people on the, on the defensive end. Yeah. That's what won you the Super Bowl. Yeah. We got to back those people up because if any of them get hurt, you know, we're not going to have a whole lot of people behind them. So if I was, if we're going to get anybody, it'll be that. It'll be somebody on that side of the ball. We could probably use a running back. Could probably get a running back. Didn't you re-sign Forte? Fournette. Yeah, whatever. We did, but even even he's like, it, we gotta. You still gotta have young guys, because all it takes is one of these guys to get hurt and they're screwed. Well, yeah, you know who else we signed? We signed uh, Mr. Mustache, like Mario uh, Giovanni Bernard from uh, Cincy. We don't, the only reason they got him was because he knows how to catch the ball. Yeah, he's good, man. I, well, so, you know, he's older now, but for years I had him on my fantasy football team. Always got me points. He was always great for that. So, I mean, our starting, our starting running back is Ronald Jones, and he's awesome, but he can't catch. And then Leonard Fournette, and he's awesome, but he can't catch either. So they needed somebody who can catch the ball on third down. That's short yardage, and so Giovanni, they got him, and hopefully, hopefully it works. That's another thing we could probably use another another offensive lineman because some some of them are getting kind of old. Like, like yeah, Ryan, Ryan Jensen's, he's not, Ryan Jensen's not going to last forever. Well, and the Chiefs just upgraded their line, right? I mean, I hope so. That's what lost them the Super Bowl. Yeah, they, they, they trade their first-round draft pick for alignment and then some other stuff. Uh, uh, Baltimore. Right tackle from Baltimore. Who's that, Nada? No. No, Nada's on defense, isn't he? Halomi Cheese. Yeah, I, dude, I can't remember. Dude, why, why does my phone try to get me to join all this stuff? If I wanted to join it, I would join it on my own. Did you install like Weatherbug on it or one of those browser weather- bars from from back in the day? You know, one of those stupid no. computer apps that would, you know, be in your system tray all the time, like giving you the temperature outside, like you couldn't just walk outside and feel it. Oh yeah, no, I I, I do have a weather app. It's the same weather app I, I I got down there though. I've got that My Radar Pro or whatever. Does that show you ads? No, that doesn't show me ads. I, 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 like, like, so I'm weird, right? Like, I don't like paying for, for, for things, but I will buy an app just so I don't have to see an ad. Well, it's usually only like a buck or two bucks. And ads are the worst. Yeah. I actually stopped, I, I, I stopped watching videos on ESPN because there, there's an ad attached to everything. Like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not clicking. It's I only terrible. have, uh, I only have ESPN, the fantasy app, and that's it. Really? Yeah, it's the only ESPN form of, of app that I have. I'm trying to do away with ESPN stuff, and once my Disney Plus membership is over, I'll be canceling that. I'm over it, man. I'm over them. 
It's funny because I own Disney stock. So I'm waiting for that to go up a little bit more, and I'll probably sell that and buy something else. Oh, so you're completely done. Yeah, I mean, and it makes me sad because one of my first jobs as a, as a teenager was was working at the Magic Kingdom, and I've always had a soft spot for Disney. Like, I've always been a fan of Mickey Mouse and, and the whole universe. Uh, you know, I'm all about it. But just not anymore. Not anymore. I'm over it. Politics? That's most of it. Yeah, there you go. Even baseball, like, it's hard. You know, if, if I wasn't just such a massive baseball fan, I'd want to make a stand about that. But I think they're they're feeling it a little bit. They're feeling what? Like, they got the backlash from them moving the All-Star game, especially since it turned out the, uh, the op-ed that Stacey Abrams wrote asking to boycott people to boycott Georgia because of the, the voting law USA today supposedly let her, I don't even know if it's supposedly, I think it actually happened. They actually let her go back within the last few days and like edit, edit that part out. So people can't call her out on the fact that she's the one that did it. Like she's the one that drove all these people out of there with her words. Who's Stacey Abrams? She was the lady that lost the governor, the governor of, of Georgia race a handful of years ago, and she's been on the U.S. stage ever since. She's uh, a very annoying woman, and supposedly she's the reason why Georgia turned blue. Anyway, so she's the reason why what? She's the reason why Georgia turned blue. Oh, okay. Because she went out and registered a shitload, got a, a shitload of people registered to vote. So, I mean, that, that may be, but either way, like she led the boy, she led the boycott uh, rampage when that voting rights bill passed. And so, you know, Coke, Coca-Cola based out of Atlanta, they, uh, they spoke up about it and talk shit. People got pissed at them because they're still selling stuff in China. Delta Airlines, they 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 said some shit. People got pissed at them, and then the coup de gras was MLB moving the All Star Game out of out of Atlanta and moving it to to Denver, you know, in the state of Colorado, where they actually have stricter voting rights, from what I understand, or stricter uh, voter restrictions. So a lot of people are pissed off. Not enough people, I guess. But yeah, I guess. Uh, when when Abrams wrote an op-ed in the USA Today, then they let her go back in a few days ago and edit that part out. It's all going down, man. It's all going down. What are you doing? Are you still looking for for that that offensive lineman information? You said Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, yeah. Politician. Yeah, she's the one with the uh, gap in her teeth. She's all over the place now, man. They give her shitloads of airtime. They thought. At one point in time, they were talking like she was going to be the, oh, the yeah, vice presidential yeah. nominee yeah, 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 with uh, with uh, senile Joe, with uh, Cot- uh, cotton-eyed Joe. She seems like a very nice lady. I don't know that I would want to hang out with her, to be honest. Like, I don't think we'd be into the same things. Well, she's into your age, like right in your age group, though. Yeah, but I think we, we run in different circles, and I don't know that, like, I, I would probably annoy her. 
you annoy everyone. Like if I showed her my pog collection, I don't know if she'd be into that or not. But she might. You don't know. I guess there's only one way to find out. Running for mayor. Gotta be a nerd. I uh, honestly She's not really uh she's not really my type. You have no type. Exactly. Warm and wet. I don't know, it doesn't even have to be fucking warm. Um, I guess it depends on the day. It depends on what side of the bed I woke I I woke up on. I, I need I need you to, to submit your DNA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just do, look, do the world a favor. Trying to get catalogs now. So what else is going on? We're at the uh, one hour mark here. We've uh, been rambling for a good little while. I know, and it's entertaining. It's funny listening to you talk about. How how weird you're affected by certain things, dude. I'm so picky and, and like I, I'm particular when it comes to a lot of shit. Hence why you know I'm still single because it's it's difficult to find someone that can put up with with the random bullshit that you you know you put out. I'm trying to find that person that can deal with that, especially when you get impatient yourself and you can't deal with other people's shit. You know, it's like I don't. I don't like the way you put your toothbrush in, in that toothbrush holder and it's really starting to bother me. Things like that. Yeah. Well, little things. That's why I, I need, well, that's why I'm looking in catalogs. I'm going to get a, a, a wife out of a catalog. If you pay an extra 200, never mind. I'm going to, I want to get in trouble. I'd like to, I mean, step one, I'd like to be able to pronounce their name. That's one of the issues I have with this dating app that I'm using is that because Miami is such a multicultural city, primarily a central South and and, um, Caribbean culture, and then there's a massive amount of Eastern Europeans here. So when it comes to the first names, like I can't fucking pronounce them. Like if I can't pronounce your first name, then I, I don't really even want to talk to you because like, how am I supposed to address you? How about this? Hey, what uh, do you think about this? You actually don't need to use the name at all. <laughs> but it would be it hey, would be nice to know. Good. It would still be nice to know. It would be nice to know. This is my friend. Uh, yeah. Her, uh, say hello, friend. Exactly. Or just don't in- introduce them to another person. Just be like, yeah. You're not allowed to leave the house. Yeah. No. <laughs> Let them introduce themselves. Yeah. yeah. I don't really even like vodka that much. Oh, it's good. I don't like I don't like vodka enough to try and date an Eastern European. I would just ask him to say moose and squirrel. Like, please say moose and squirrel. I want to hear you say moose and squirrel. Like, those are the only two words you're allowed to say while we're together. That's funny. Dude, oh, I forgot you don't watch the NBA. No, fuck the NBA. Yo, the Knicks are hot right now, though. I mean, I'm 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 happy for you because I know you're a Knicks fan and y'all have been struggling for a long time. I'm happy for you, but I can't watch the NBA right now. Well, I can't watch it at all. It's just not. Well, just, it's not entertaining to me. Well, I see. I I I think. But but that might be politics too, and I think that they're realizing that their political stance are are impacting viewership and their ratings. Their their ratings are the lowest they've been in a long time because nobody wants to deal with it. 
People are fucking sick of LeBron. They're sick of LeBron. They're sick of the fact that the NBA is just one giant uh, prima donna attitude. Like that you have, it's, it's, it's becoming closer to like, like fucking wrestling now. Yeah, man. So, so like, like I think like a lot of people, you know, and, and athletes, like I give them a lot of credit, you know, they're, 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 you know, naturally gifted. Like they're lucky. They are. They get paid a lot of money to play a game. They do. Like, like, like their natural talent and their nat- natural abilities, you know, exceed most people's. But like, I don't watch them. I watch the team they play for. I'm not their fan. So the the big problem with the NBA is is that, you know, the, the players are the stars. It's not the team. And I get that, that, you know, that that's Jordan and all that stuff. Like, I don't care as long as you're good. They're brands. They're brands. Their brands matter more than their teams do. Yeah. Like, like I don't worry about the, the, the name on the back of the shirt. I'm looking at the front of the shirt and, and I think they don't realize that. And then, you know, like when, when they start talking about politics, I'm actually watching the sport because I don't want to hear about politics because everybody, everything in this world right now is political. Everything. How can you even tell what team you're watching when they change uniforms every two weeks? Yeah, yeah, no. It, it, yeah, I, I I don't like the ones that Knicks were wearing the other night. They're I like different. the FDM every, one. How, how many fucking uniforms do they have in the NBA now? Like, every time I see a team, they have a different uniform than they used to have. Like, I, the, the Heat, I just yeah, I, with, I just with, saw with them the other weird night. weird flamingo pink one. Yeah, well, they got they got some kind of crazy tie-dye looking shit now like i can't tell what they're doing i think yeah, no, wasn't it I a few years that. ago that that they would get if they won a certain amount of games they were allowed to wear a certain type of uniform like they weren't weren't they yeah. doing like incentives with uniforms yeah who knows look i don't care about that i just want to see the knicks win that's it like i don't care about how they feel i don't care about any of that stuff because we all have opinions and yeah, yeah. you know what they feel is great. I feel something different. I don't voice my opinions on on certain aspects of my life because nobody really cares. Right. I I don't know. You're right about their ratings though. The more more people watched the uh, NCAA final than the uh, NBA finals. They the NBA finals like they were super tanked. It was it was real yeah, bad like, from what I understand. A lot of people weren't watching. I think people yeah, but, are finally, I mean, yeah, finally but daily viewership's down that much. I mean, I, I, I was, I'm a big Magic fan, and I like to keep track of them, and they just they blew their team up this year, so they're, they're in perpetual rebuild. So it's hard to watch. It's, it's hard to watch when you're a small market and they're not, you know, you don't have a super team. Like, and you just have a bunch of kids, and they can't compete with the, you know, with the Instagram stars. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've, I've I've watched every Knicks game for years. Rather watch hockey. Hockey's more entertaining. Well, I mean, the blue shirts are are playing well against bad teams, so I don't understand. You guys are within striking distance, aren't you? Yeah, uh, we have what five games left, and and two of them are against Boston. So that that you know, if they sweep Boston, that's four points. We we're out. I think six. So. But we have the Islanders too, and and I think we played the Islanders tonight. So, 
I don't know, man. I mean, I'd rather you guys go than Boston. I think everybody in the world would rather play the Ranchers than Boston. Can't stand the Bruins. Bruins are my number one hated NHL team. Freaking Marchand. I want to punch Marchand in the face. Why? Because he looks like a rat and he plays like an asshole. He's the kind of he's the guy that goes up and like licks people in their face. And then what he used to do is like when when big big Zidane O'Shara was on their team, he'd go and he would he'd start a fight with somebody, like he'd get under somebody's skin, and then when they'd drop the gloves and go and try and fight him, he'd go hide behind Zidane O'Shara and, and you know, the big big seven foot dude would, would, would go and have to do the fight for him because Marchand couldn't fight. Yeah, he goes lick somebody's face today. That's felony assault. Maybe attempted murder. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I know that's his game. That's his personality. That's what he does. And if you're a Boston fan, then you probably love that shit, you know, because he's your guy. He's your guy that's doing it. But, you know, as as a non-Boston fan, as someone who can't stand anything from Boston, that I hate it. And I hate him. And I hate the team because of it. Yeah, I get that. And the the, cover, I... the coverage they get, you know, the the, the same with uh, the same with Chicago, you know, the same with Pittsburgh. Just the the absolute dick sucking coverage that they get. But yeah, well, all the Flyers are, are the worst. I don't know Philly. Like everything about Philly is bad. There's nothing good there. Yeah, I mean their fans throw batteries at their players if they're not doing doing well. Like they throw batteries uh, on the field. I mean the, the Yankees fans were throwing baseballs, so I don't really know what to say. That, yeah, when y'all were playing us, that was bad. That was bad. Thankfully, they could throw about as well as the Yankees could, and so none of them really hit. Shut up, you. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're we're not all expos professionals here. Hey, you know, don't 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 sleep on the expos. No, we we suck. Well, we no. We, I mean, we don't suck. We're playing 500 ball. Now that our pitching is actually kicking ass, we can't hit to save our lives. So we're calling up all our prospects for pitching, and they're doing you know they're doing great. You know, if, if you give up two runs or less in a game, you need to win that game. Like, that's it. Yeah. You should not lose to well, a dude, team very, that only scored two runs. Better than the Mets. DeGrom, DeGrom's pitching unreal, and he can't buy a win. Yeah, that's that's been that way for years. Years. But they're winning a little bit now, though, aren't they? Playing all right? He's, I haven't, I haven't paid attention to that division. He's got five starts and he's two and one. Who's who's on top of that division? He, so he lost yesterday, one nothing. Is it Philly? Philly on top of that division? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm not, I'm not watching either. I know Washington's bad. Yeah, so we're AL, we're AL East people, so we don't really pay attention outside of the AL East. Well, no, I just I I, I know Degrom because Degrom is the best pitcher in baseball right now. Yeah, he is. Like hands down, the best. And he can't win. His ERA went from like .35 to .55 because he gave up one run yesterday. He's good. He's good and he's been good. Yeah, if he can string it along, dude, he might be uh he might be a Hall of Famer. Oh, there's no get... there's no might be. He's definitely gonna be in a Hall of Famer. Uh not long enough yet. Yeah, but I mean he'll he'll keep throwing like he does. I hope so. Yo, so so I was talking to my dad, and uh, you know I I was talking to him, you know, Mattingly, Keith Hernandez, 
because I, I heard a conversation where, you know, a lot of people actually believe that Keith Hernandez was a better first baseman than Mattingly. And I, I, I was, I, I was talking to my dad with it. My dad's like, well, no, he was. And he goes, but you know, it's crazy. And I go, what? He goes, if you look at Kirby Puckett, Mattingly's numbers are better than his and Puckett's a hall of famer and Mattingly isn't. Why is Mattingly not in the hall of fame? I figured that would have been a shoe in. Like he should have already been eligible at this point, right? Yeah. He's off the ballot. Oh, is he already passed his window? Wow, that's – I did not know that. Retired in 95. I did not know that. Yeah, that's a, well, that's a tragedy. That's a, definitely so, a tragedy. How is Kirby Puckett – and I didn't look at the numbers to, to, to validate that because everybody says Mattingly, you know, he, he, his career was too short because the, the the back issues and all that stuff. And he also never won a World Series. No, that was did the be- that was the Puckett didn't either. Yeah, he did. Nineteen ninety one. Ah, yeah. He did but, because that was when they still played in the Metrodome, and uh, their their back wall looked like uh, garbage bags. Yeah, yeah, but but if their if their career paths are the same, and Mattingly's numbers are better, aside from the World Series. Yeah, but Kirby Puckett was playing with one eye. Hey, it's not my fault. It's not Mattingly's fault. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Mattingly. I, I don't. I would love to see him in the Hall of Fame, and I'm actually taken aback that he's not. I thought he already was in. No, definitely not. You know, it must have been the fucking sideburns. It's the sideburns, man. If yeah, if he would have if he would have just trimmed his sideburns, he would have made it. Oh, you're the worst. I hate you. Yeah, but who's still in the game? So okay. What so, Hall of Famers do you have? Uh well we haven't been around long enough for him yet we have uh, Wade Boggs yeah join that with the Red Sox and the Yankees good job and the Rays he got his he got his five thousandth hit with the Rays we talked yeah, about this yeah. already in episode two or three got it yeah got his rings with the Yankees all right continue on yeah we don't have we don't have we have a colored a colored uh chair in the outfield for him I don't know why. That's because that's where his home run hit for his 5,000th hit. I, I think he's in the Hall of Fame as a Red Sox. We got some guys that will be in the Hall of Fame at some point. Maybe. I doubt it. I don't know. Because we don't keep guys long enough to be Hall of Famers for our team. We keep them until they get it too expensive, and then we ship them off to another team. So if they're going to make a Hall of Fame, they're going to make it with another team. Like, for example – just trying to think of maybe um yeah but that's why your fan base sucks no that's that's not i mean that's part of it but that's not the whole that's not the whole thing well no that that that's most of it because every year you have a team of people that nobody knows the name of i mean that is definitely doesn't help for sure but our our attendance issues are are strictly based on location that's 90 90% location 10% name recognition I would go sixty location. No, you'd be one a stadium. No, you'd be and wrong. Then, and whatever. You'd be wrong. It's it's ninety percent location. Ninety percent location. Ninety percent location and ten percent everything else. Because people do not want to go across two seventy five or Gandhi at five o'clock on a Tuesday or a Monday or a Thursday 
to try and make a game at seven o'clock at the trop from Tampa. They're not going to want to do that. It's a pain in the ass. Like that's the worst, um, terrible, terrible traffic. No one wants to do that. And then they don't drop the price of the games. They do deals. I mean, they do things to get, try and get people in and, and it's working. I mean, I think if the pandemic wouldn't, would have been a thing, we, our attendance would have definitely gone up this year, just based solely on the fact that we're at AL champions, but it wouldn't have gone up that much. Like there were, we have the, we have the lease in St. Pete until 2027. And until that point, if they don't come up with a plan to put the stadium in Tampa city limits, then they will probably lose the team and it sucks, but it's the reality, unfortunately, or the only other thing is if Stu Sternberg, who's the principal owner of our team, if he decides to sell the team or somebody offers him enough money to buy the team from him, then we may have a shot. And a lot of people, you know, dreamers in the city would love for Jeff Vinnick to buy the team. Who Jeff Vinnick owns the Lightning, and he bought them in the in the early it was like 2012 or 2013. He bought that team and he turned them into an absolute powerhouse. They're on, you know, before the pandemic hit, they were, they had so many consecutive sellouts and they're very, very, very profitable and they're beloved in the city. And he bought up a bunch of real estate in downtown Tampa to complement the arena, to make it better around it. So people are like, Oh, you know, why can't you just buy the Rays out from Stu and you can have both teams in the city and, you know, turn them into something like you did the lightning and he can't do it. He won't do it for one because he knows a sinking ship when he sees it. And two, I think he's, I think he's actually part owner of the Red Sox and you can't own two teams in the same sport. Is he? Yeah. He's, I think he's got a stake in the Red Sox, not a very big one, but enough to where you can't, you can't own two teams in the same league. So unless he sells that and then, shells out a bunch of money, but I think Stu, Stu Sternberg's kind of a stingy asshole and I don't think he'll give him up. Like I think he'll, he'll hold on to him and tank him. Hey, Hey, what's, what's the penalty to get out of the lease in Tampa? I don't know. You, what are you talking about in St. Pete? Yeah. Well, the the mayor, the, the, that St. Pete leadership already said you're, you're allowed to go to Tampa and look and build a site. That's why they had, they came up with that plan a few years ago where they were going to put it in Ybor city. They had the model for it. They did the design. They showed everybody, they released it. Uh, and then they went into negotiations and Stu Sternberg said, Oh, I'm not even going to pay for half of this. And they're yeah, like, yeah, that, you're out of your mind. That's, that's where these idiots go wrong. Like why, why should the taxpayers pay for your stadium? Because they, they're in their mind, they're like, "Well, you've always done it before. Why, yeah, why would why would I that. why would I shell it out now?" Like, dude, if you sell if if you still sell the franchise, you're getting a couple of billion dollars. Yeah, like build your own house. I agree like, with you. I agree with you one hundred percent. I didn't understand that. Like, uh, the, the, I think Arizona did that. Who else? Everybody's doing that. I don't get it. Well, it's 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 shifted now, and I think going forward, it, it will be more 
ownership funded. I don't like, think why, I don't think the city thing is going to work too I much anymore. I don't pay tax to pay for a stadium. No, of course not. I pay tax to fix the holes in the road that they don't fix. Yeah, and then and that money doesn't go there either. Yeah. Like, like, like what, what are we doing here? I have to pay for your stadium. Take a walk. Take a walk. Hey, I'm walking here. Yo, see, that's why they're rich, though, because they're cheap. Yeah, like what uh, Bill Gates said on The Simpsons, like, I didn't get rich by writing a bunch of checks. Yeah, like, like so so if, if you're sitting in a town board meeting with this guy, and this guy goes, well, you know, I'm not going to pay this. Uh, I expect the city to pay this. I would beat the crap out of him. So you pay your taxes. You pay for tickets to go to the game. Okay. All right. You you want to use taxpayer money? Residents don't pay to get in the gate. Yeah, there you go. It's like, hey, right. let me borrow your utility bill. Yeah. Take a walk, dude. Mil- you're a jerk. Military, you don't pay to get in to get in the game no nobody pays if you're a resident and you pay taxes in that county in that town and that town is putting up this much money to build your stadium the people in that town don't pay a gate and i want a free hat and and, 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 and uh, you let do me get a let me get 200s 300s and 400s the 100s let the corporations buy those tickets go for it and i want, a, two, I want three, a beer. And four. i want a free dog no not a free dog I want, no, some, but, I dude, want some fucking I'm Cracker Jack. Your stadium. I want some Cracker Jack. And I want, like, uh, like, let me, here. here's a ball. I want you to get me all the team's signatures. Am I wrong? No, I mean, you got something there for sure. The owners would never go for it because that, you know, they'd lose a bunch of money. Well, then but, stop asking for money. I and that's all the I, town yeah, needs to say. I know. And it's like I said, I think it's going to shift. I think that tide is going to shift going forward. You look at, the um the new football stadium in Atlanta, right where the Falcons play, the new dome, the one that opens and closes like a like a sphincter, the one that yeah, looks that guy, like a, that guy made a ton of money. He lowered uh, beer prices. Exactly, that's prices. what I'm saying. That's what's happening now. Is there is places are going to start doing this fan friendly pricing stuff where you know you can go and get a hot dog for like three dollars, but I still think that none of that's worth having having a literal asshole in your city. Where if you're looking at your city from above, it, it looks like your stadium opens and closes like a butt. Well, Dallas is screwed then. Well, Dallas is looks a little different. It doesn't it doesn't do the winking asshole thing that Atlanta does. Atlanta Atlanta's is a straight sphincter. That's funny. I'll tell you what, I don't understand like like City Field and Yankee Stadium. Somewhat new, somewhat recent. Why aren't they domes? Uh, maybe, maybe I think traditional traditionalists. Why aren't they re- the the opening and closing domes? Every baseball uh, stadium should be a retractable roof now. Exactly. You know like, what? It might also it might also be a real estate thing too. Like because you gotta you have to build like you have to have the land to put to put the rails to to open and close your stadium. Well, they did at Yankee Stadium at least. Well, they like had the Fenway. All right, I get, I, I get Fenway. The, the stadium's a hundred, you know. Well, yeah, that's a that's old. a national landmark. But what, like Minnesota, dome? It's cold there in October. Last I checked. 
at Target Field? Did they is that retractable roof or no? Target Field is in Minnesota. No, it's not. Cleveland? No. Cold there too. But it's only cold for the first month of the season. And the postseason. Yeah, and at the end, that's it. The rest of the time, it's. But but rain rainouts shit like that close the dome. Yeah, I mean that's part of the game. Rainouts are part of the game. Like how how if if they didn't have rainouts, how could they ever show the little camera shot of the four guys that are left in the stadium wearing ponchos? Yeah. Okay. I mean, go talking, with that. We're talking about the real, the real problems here. Ugh. The worst. Oh well. Yeah. Well, we're at uh, about an hour and a half here. Going to wrap this thing up before we uh, before the NFL draft, which you will all know the results of by the time you finally listen to this show. Yo, do me a huge favor. What's up? Go watch the Oscars and tell me who won. No, I'll uh, I'll skip that. Come on. I know who won Best Actor. Uh, Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor. Right? I can tell you that. Oh, and the, and the best movie was the Chinese ladies movie with uh, Francis McDormand, uh, Nomad Land. I know that one best what, picture. What is that? I have no idea what it's about, but supposedly it's really good. And it was kind of controversial, I guess, because the lady who directed it was, um, and this is another thing, another knock on Disney. Uh, it was a Chinese lady that directed it and I guess she said in a tweet years and years ago, she was critical of the Chinese communist party. And so, you know, the CCP got all pissed off about it and, uh, they talked to Disney and Disney does a lot of business in China. So Disney's like, Oh, well we were going to have you direct one of our new Marvel movies, but we're not going to now because China doesn't like you. So, that means we don't like you now. So that's why it was kind of controversial, I guess, for her to win. That's the story as I understand it. Well, good. So. I, I mean, China's big business. That's why LeBron didn't didn't approve of the riding in Hong Kong, I believe, right? I he, he, He's an asshole. But I don't even want to talk about him. Okay. But either way. That's that was my my short and brief and uh, succinct Oscar Oscar recap. That's the only thing I know about it. I didn't watch it and I don't care about it. Okay, now we're at an hour. I didn't join until seven minutes and and something seconds. All right. So, so. thanks for uh, for listening. Um, you can listen to my music if you want on uh, my SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash techwipe, or my Audius page, a u d i u s dot c o slash techwipe. You can find this website, uh, this podcast on our website, wasteofspacepodcast.com or your favorite podcast to going out app or any of the other place that you uh, get your podcasts. Drop us a line if you want to talk to us about uh, anything on our show. It's uh, techwipe at protonmail.com. And uh, we will be back again with you sometime soon, we hope. We're going to try and yeah, start that- doing this. We're, we're going to try and start doing this weekly. We're not going to do one next week. Uh, but we will do one the week after that. Yeah, and that was a new song today. That was. That's uh, That song is called Foggy Bus Window. I'm pretty happy with They're that song, actually. Terrible name. Well, I w- if you want to know more about 
how I make my music and why I name things the way that I do, you can listen to uh, my other podcast, techwiperetro.com. It's called the Tech Wipe Retrospective. You can also find that wherever your favorite podcasts are given away. Uh, try one of the new podcast 2.0 apps like Breeze or Sphinx or uh, um, Podfriend and uh, give me give me some Bitcoin if you want. So for the cynic, I am Tech Wipe. Appreciate you listening. We'll talk to you later.